Rampage just shows up unannounced for an awesome episode. Didn't realize that he was going to be showing up in a suit, all business. This is going to come out in a show in a few weeks, so I'm not going to give away the uh, surprise, but big things happen. So I was like, hey, since he's here, we got to do a podcast because we got so many things in the pipeline. We got movies, we got land development, we got um, obviously our first UFL next month, and Francis Naganyu is like, I swear, our perfect poster boy right now. Man, I tell you, like, um, I'm going to tell you this. I met him once um, in Vegas for, like, the MMA Awards uh, when AJ McKee was getting an award, and uh, my first time meeting him, I didn't know what to think of him. He's a he's a, he's a real good guy, but after hearing his interview with Eric Kawani, I have, now I have more... Um, Respect for Francis Ngadu because that that guy, I'm telling you, he, 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 what? That was, I mean, is there a right way to pronounce that? Because that sounded legit. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Nigerian by blood. You didn't know that. Will you say it again? Ngadu. Wow. Yeah, okay. I bet you I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was like, well, okay, we can have him on and he'll be, you know, not mad at me. <laughs> I can get away with it, but but you know if he get mad if he get mad at me, then I just had to fight him. He's a big motherfucker, I tell you that. But him him passing up on a big money contract with with the UFC because was it really eight million? I don't know what it was. It was millions. It was well, I don't know what it was, but but Dana White said himself that it was bigger than Brock Lesnar contract. Now, I'm going to keep it real about Dana. Dana can get mad at him if you want to, but I keep it real. I can't always believe 100% of everything Dana say because one time uh, Rashad and Evans and I fought, and allegedly we did over a million buys, but Dana White told me we didn't do over a million buys, but then he promoted that fight like it did over a million buys. And, and my contract, once a pay-per-view got over a million buys, I was supposed to get a big bonus. So, so can Dana say stuff that is not one hundred percent true? Sometimes, yeah. But, but does Dana keep it real a lot of times? Yeah, Dana does keep it real a lot of times. But you just can't never tell. But, 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 but when I heard that he gave, he offered him a big contract, and and then when I heard why Francis God turned it down because he wanted other He's preaching our yeah sermon. He, he was actually I thought he was just asking for health insurance for himself. But it sounded like he was asking for it for all the fighters as well. I really hope we can get him on just to kind of validate some of these things. But if he truly turned down that contract so that other fighters have health insurance and other fighters have advocacy and what he's a legend. Yeah, like he's when, a legend. He's when, a legend. when you told me that what we're doing, that I could be a legend, yeah. I'm like, uh, that was like a challenge accepted type thing. But he's living it. He's yeah. But I'm a. But I'm just so you understand. I'm explaining why I feel like if you get this done, you'll be a legend because what you're doing, no other promoter has even thought about doing. They won't ever give people a stake in the company and give them life insurance and health insurance. Full coverage, baby. Full coverage, like like. Even why they so you see in MMA you only get you only get you only covered for for while you in that fight. Mm-hmm. No, because 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 think about this though. Think about this. What why people don't do this? Because it's bad for you if somebody get hurt in, in training camp, and then they got to pull out. Then because you got to find another 
No, oh, man. Yeah. We did know. that in Freedom Fight Night 3. Yeah. Our, our main event, the opponent had to pull out last minute. So I see why promotions are like, well, we don't want people to have an out, you know? And that, that, I'm going to tell you something. That's why I say, if you pull us off, you're going to be a legend because that's very selfless of you. And that's one of the main reasons why I fuck with you so hard. Because you you really thinking about fighting. you like, I don't care if it's bad for, for me. I don't want somebody to have to go and fight because they got an injury just so I can cover their their surgery and something. Like, they could just go and, and heal up and come back stronger the next time. They could go and, and 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 you know, go get whatever fix on the insurance. They, as long as they're on the contract, they don't have to put themselves in harm's way and go fight. And that's that's... Man, I'm I'm telling you, bro, that's that's unheard of. So you're going to be a legend because I know you're going to pull this off, and I'm going to do anything in my power to help you, you know, uh, pull this off, pull off this fight league, dude. <clears throat> just so you guys know, this is just phase one. So we are officially the first promotion to offer group healthcare coverage. Our first 48 fighters that we just are um, sending out. F- welcome packets and contracts and whatnot came with their full health coverage policies. And so we need to start really hammering that promotion out because Francis, I swear that's like, you send me some um, posts every once in a while. I'm like, he's our poster boy and he doesn't even know it, but obviously we can't afford his $8 million contract yet. Bro, I wish, <laughs> I wish, I wish you could afford, I wish your show was there, but your, your show is entry pro level. We'll get Which, there. Yeah, so you got to start somewhere. But I just wish that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because he's he's, speak, he's singing our song. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a perfect fix for your for your brand. And, you know, uh, now I got the utmost respect for him. I respect him probably more than any other fighter. Um, Fedor Emilia Anko was, was my favorite fighter until he beat the shit out of me. Now, he was still my favorite fighter after that. But, but now um, Francis... Ngannou is my favorite fighter. Well, yeah, you mean brothers from... I I'm is dangerous. He, is, is, he, is he from Nigeria? I don't know. Uh, he, it sounds like he has like a French accent, so... Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe a, lot, a lot of... I'm um, ignorant, though. I hopefully people don't fact check me on that one and say... Well, I'm like, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, met him, I met him briefly, and he was a real nice guy. I didn't ask him where he was from, but, um, you know... I'm 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 one of his biggest fans now. I tell totally, you. he's. I got- will find out. I will find out. I've never been like really. I've never been really big a big big fan of anyone though. I'm weird like that. Only Mr. T. That's the only person. And look, that's wise because you turned it into a part of your life. I mean, now everybody thinks of you as Mr. T. But but as a child, that was like my guy. Like, but even though I was a big fan of him, I didn't have like posters and, you know, and stuff like that. I used to just watch the show. I'm like, Oh, I like Mr. T. I never dress up like him for Halloween or anything, but I, I, I was a big fan of his. Right. But so now I'm a big fan of Francis. Maybe you'll have to play his character in a movie. <laughs> How surreal was it? Speaking of movies, um, we're filming some movies here this year that I'll get to in a minute, but when you got the opportunity to play Mr. T, oh yeah, I mean, was that like full circle life? It, it, it was. It was wild because um, when I first started doing movies, I signed with this one ag- agency or managing company, and, and they just asked me. It was like, they was like, uh, "What type of stuff you want to do?" I said, oh, "You know, I, I'm I'm a novice. I want to do like um, you know easy stuff that I can do. You know, it's like layups stuff because I'm not an actor, right?" But I said, "But if they ever." Make an A-team movie. I want to play uh, B.A. Baracus. And years Shut later. Shut the f- 
Yeah, and years later it came, but then you know what? That was that was the that was that was what fucked up me and Dana's um relationship though. Because um it was just bad timing. The movie came right when I had to fight Rashad Evans. Oh, that's they right. went to my hometown, Memphis, and and it was a hard, it was a hard time in my life. I had to um choose fight Rashad or do the movie. They wasn't gonna. They wasn't gonna. They wasn't gonna wait for me. They wasn't gonna wait for me for the movie. You know what I'm saying? Because you know they had big stars in there. You know, and they had schedules. Liam Neeson and yeah, and and, and um, you know, they had uh, Jessica Biel and and you know, what I'm saying Bradley Cooper and Chateau Copley. They had some big names in there. Totally. I think hindsight, you made the right decision, but it probably didn't feel like it. Well, I lost a lot of money doing the movie. Because I, I make the bulk of my money fighting, but that wasn't a, a money project for me. It was it was something that you know I, I like, and that's why I'm, I'm excited to um, to uh, I like doing movies right now. I'm doing like um, smaller roles. I'm not I haven't gotten a role that that large since you know. But um, I like I like doing movies. I, I'm a big kid, and it's fun. So and I'm I'm happy to, to um, do the projects that you and I are talking about. Absolutely, and you're just as well. It's been so fun getting to know you more. Is that you are a creative son of a? Yeah, I like that. It's it's in your nature, and so now that we've opened up this venture of writing movies, shows, um, it's like getting my childhood passions and and uh, you know what pa- passion project? Yeah, my yeah. dreaming to come to life, and so this is gonna be a big year. I mean, we're gonna change the MMA world. Yeah, we're going to. Make some movies that make you cry, laugh, and horny. And horny. <laughs> Probably not the horny. Just part. him. He's gonna get in shape. <laughs> yes, I gotta get in shape. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm. You're gonna get in shape. Thank right? you. You're gonna do it. Hey, we might go to Thailand with yeah, Mr. Yeah. Bob Sapp. Yeah, Am I allowed to talk I, about that? Yeah, I have to go to Thailand and train with Bob Sapp. He's been trying to get me over there for the, for a couple of months. This guy is like what six five, six four, six five, three hundred and twenty pounds. Shredded. Isn't he six seven? Yeah. Or is he six five? No, he's like six five or six six, something like that. And and he, he's only like seven percent body fat, bro. He was doing you showed me those plank push ups. Yeah, yeah. That's, Good for him. Bro, I don't doubt be doing all that push ups and stuff like that, but I want to go out there and learn what he's learning. Yeah. I'm nervous. What's weird is I was expecting my cop out to be my wife and be like, no, you can't do it. Now that she's like supporting me, I'm like, wait, do I really have to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To... You don't want to get in shape. I do. It, I do. It takes a lot of dedication. I got to stop drinking this stuff right here, though. Yeah, you got to drink this stuff. I know you'll never go away from Monster, but F3 Energy is going to change the game, man. F3 Energy? It, 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 it's never going to get there with Monster, bro. Hey, Monster's hey, challenge best. accepted. Monster's the best. They taste really good. Listen, they in Japan. Everywhere they everywhere in the world, it tastes good. They got so many different flavors. I I agree. Hey, I I love I loved Monster because yeah, they, it's addicting. The taste, it's nostalgic. They they've done it right. But but I kid you not, it, it'll take time. It'll take time. I I'm not trying to say hey we're overnight success, but F three fuel. Let me see. Let me see, dude. That. Look, how, this around. is a sample can. How do I not? How do, let's cut this part out. How do I? No, you fucking keep it real. Okay. Listen, listen. That's a sample can. Look at that shit. Look at it. You, you already, you already made one mistake. You make the same size as as Red Bull. 
and Monster's beating Red Bull's ass. Monster is number one, baby. Yeah. You look at you. You 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 copying off a of Red Bull. Look at it. Turn around. <laughs> look at that. F F three energy. Monster Monster is the best energy drink, bro. Hey, I agree. Monster and Red Bull were great for a while. F three energy is. Just like we're doing with MMA, we're changing. This isn't just to jack your body up. I, I, I would drive a long time, and I would need my Red Bull or my Monster. It would keep me awake, would not keep me sharp. It would not keep me, you know, able to do business deals that I needed to get done. I, I would, I'd have to, I'd crash. I'd have to go sleep afterwards. It did its job, and so I just cannot wait for people to try F3 Energy, and it be the game changer. It's not the same caffeine that. Uh, Red Bull and Monster use it's a healthier it's a healthier caffeine and it's not just a body jolt it's a mental jolt so. but would it make your dick hard it it doesn't make your dick hard so unfortunately we're gonna have to do another rampage line <laughs> of F3 no. energy no. you know I love Monster and, and, unless Monster is able to do a dick hard rampage <laughs> line I think uh, F3 energy is gonna no, no. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Monster energy I'm with the family man it's hey. We we have family over there. I I've seen it. I I don't I don't blame anybody. It's it's going to be a hard market to shift. But once people feel the difference, they realize that hey, it's not just to jack my body awake. It I want to extend the lifeness of my body and my mind. I mean, there's so much mental health struggles going on right now that people aren't. You know, people talk about it, but they don't really do anything to fix it. They think, okay, I just need to work out, or I just need to do these things to, which are great, absolutely. Um, getting in shape is great for depression and anxiety, but there are ingredients that are showing more and more proof that we can combat depression, anxiety, or you know, all these different things that people unfortunately make terrible decisions. Um, when they're in those dark spots. So I'm gonna say this about you. Um I see I see what you're doing. I see you you leaving your footprint on this world and um you trying to make this world a, a a better place. I'm not gonna hate on you with your energy drink because you know I'm 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 with the monster team. I'm so I'm not gonna hate on you with the energy <laughs> drink. Uh, you know, I wish you all the best. I love what you're doing for the sport and MMA. And I, I see, I see what you're doing. Like, if if I would have would have been as successful as I wanted to be and, and planned to be, my my goal was to um, start off with like Memphis, you know, leave my my footprint and try to make the world a better place. Because my hometown, Memphis, like they took the they took the like the amusement park away. And I remember we used to have this skating place called Crystal Palace, and it was. A lot of other things for like young people to do and stuff, and now it's not. It's not a lot of stuff. So that's why I, that's what my passion was. I wanted to be a billionaire just so I can go back to Memphis and start there. And uh, I started this nonprofit um, called Off the Street and Into the Gym. But you know, I don't know a whole lot about nonprofits and stuff like that. I got one of my friends. His name is Popeye. He's he's helping me. He's helping me out, and I haven't started promoting them yet because I wanted to. To start doing it with with my own money, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, show people that this is legit because a lot of people don't be legit, and I don't trust a lot of charities and stuff oh, like that. Sure. I don't trust that shit because I I learned that you only got to give like ten percent of 
to by law, you only have to give ten percent. Mm-hmm. You know this bullshit. So I see what you're doing. I I I, I peeped you out. You you trying <laughs> to leave a positive footprint, and that's and that's what it's all about. I, I think that's um, what our heavenly Father say when He said multiply and be fruitful. I'm not talking religion and stuff like that, but I just feel like that's what that's what that means. You multiply and be fruitful, and um, I've multiplied. And it's time for it's time for me to be fruitful. Hey, well. That's what you're doing. I feel like you were saying, you know, you went the fighting route. It did make you a lot of money, but what it really did also was set you up with your influence. Like now you got a name, you have this platform that this year, speaking of circling back around to Memphis, Rampage is building his first land development in yeah. Memphis. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Dude, but so between land development, we're going to have UFL um, events there, so you're going to be able to literally get fighters back into into the. I mean, I feel like Vegas is just gobbled up so much, yeah. like it's the mecca. Let's Memphis. Memphis is a fight town. Like when I was growing up in Memphis, it was all about you know we we tell a town of fighters, man. <laughs> we fight now. People shooting and stuff like that, but I feel like cowards shoot. Totally. I, I grew up on the streets. You know, I grew up beating up bullies. You know, I I hated bullies growing up. All my friends like little bitty short people and and small people because they they knew I, I didn't start fights, but I didn't mind them. Yeah, somebody start like who 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 did that to you? All right, here we go. That was me. Yeah, I hated bullies growing up. And my little brother and my little cousin used to get bullied and stuff all the time. See, back when I was a kid, bullying wasn't people making fun of you. Bullying was people actually abusing phys- you, yeah. physically hurting you. And taking your money, or you know, taking your shoes, beating you up. Those, when I say bullying, anytime you hear me say bullying, that's what I'm talking about. I, now, somebody make fun of your shoes, they're a bully. Right. But when I'm from in Memphis, you hurt my feelings. We, yeah, we we call that checking. In Memphis, we check you, like we making fun of you. Yeah. That's what that's what we did growing up. That's what me and my family stuff do all the time. So the world's gone kind of soft. That's a whole nother subject. But me, I hated bullies. I hated people that beat up. Smaller people because they was bigger. I was always bigger than most people my age, so that's what I want to do. I want to bring the the fighting to to Memphis, and, and you know, it's a lot of fighters there, but they just don't know. I had to leave Memphis. If I would have stayed in Memphis and trying to be a fighter there, none of you guys never would have heard of me. Well, on the point of bullies, dude, that rang so close to home for me um growing up with an older sister with severe autism i was always the bully i'd get beat the hell up because my older sister people who would be bullying her were older than me but i never i never minded the fight either and a lot of t- many, you had to fight for her I dude because not just feeling hurt it's like obviously it's messed up to make fun of somebody who's special needs mm. But when you would manipulate somebody who couldn't think, you know, better for themselves and make them do like stupid, terrible, dangerous, immoral things to themselves, just so people can laugh at them, or hey, go go if you want to be our friends, go take. And I grew up poor. Go go take some money out of your mom's purse and come, you know, buy snacks for us. That's what a real friend would do. And so it's just like things they used to do that. Too. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. And so neighbors, like I. Don't want to sound like, oh, I was the biggest street fighting, blah, blah, blah. But I got in a lot of fights as a kid. And so bullies is like a huge, huge sore spot 
bro, for me. I don't really use the word hate, but growing up, I hated bullies. You know, my, my first nickname was actually Mike Tyson. My first street nickname. My cousin had already named me Rampage, but people didn't know that. People didn't know my nickname was Rampage until uh, maybe after 14. I, tat- I tatted it on my arm. And then people saw it, then they started calling me that. But before people knew that, you know, my my family called me Rampage. When I used to walk down the street, if I had my shirt off, it'd be a crowd of people following me, think I'm about to fight. I used to fight a lot growing up. But then uh, sometimes I'd be like, man, it's hot. I just got my shirt off. What the fuck? Like, what, who you beating up today, Mike Tyson? Who done mess with you? Who done? They used to call me Mike Tyson on the street. Quinn Mike Tyson Jackson. They, they didn't know my name. They just called me Mike oh. Tyson in the hood. Lots of them. Yeah, cool. like they didn't know at, at that age. They didn't know because I remember I used to go to this uh, elementary school called Alsi, Alsi Elementary. And when you walk down that Alsi Street, that's far away from my my house. People didn't really know me. They knew of me. They didn't really know me. So so they just called me Mike Tyson because that's why I used to fight a lot. Because the bullies would be fucking with people in the school, and then the guys would come and tell me. My friends would come tell me, like, "Oh, this guy fuck with me. This guy fuck with me." I remember the when I, I remember one of the first bullies I beat up. I can't remember his name. I, I can't remember his name, but he was my brother's age. My brother's two years younger than me, but the guy was bigger than me. He was a big guy, and he and he um, beat up my little brother for some reason, and uh, I fucked him up, right? <laughs> and then the next day, they lived in the projects down the street from us. The next day, um, his brothers brought him back because they 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 didn't they didn't believe that one guy beat him up. So they, their brothers, they was older than me. They brought him back and they had a fair fight. They was like, I don't believe, yeah, they, yeah. They was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you beat up our little brother. He was twice my size. Yeah. And I was big for my age. He was twice my size and he was two years younger than me. Was that was that brothers like, don't do it again? Yeah. Oh man, they they regretted that because they dropped him off in the van. I thought they was gonna jump me after I kicked his ass. I and I and they was like, no, you you must have had some brass knuckles or something like that. Cause I don't know if the brother went back and lied to them or something. Right. And he walked up to me like he wanted his brother. He walked up to me. I already kicked his ass the day before. I'm like, come on, man. Took my shirt off because you know why you take your shirt off, right? You don't want to mess it up. No, because in in the hood, it's, it's called shanking. That's what they call in prison when they get you with a knife or whatever. But in, in my hood, they used to call it shanking. They take your shirt and pull it over your head and uppercut you. That was one. That was one move. So I took my shirt off. I seen somebody get shanked like that before. I'm like, I took my shirt off every time. So as soon as he walked up to on me, like he wanted to fight, I took my shirt off and beat his ass right in front of his brothers. Beat the fuck out of him. And his brothers and his brothers like they they uh they gave me respect. But I told I told them I said this is your little brother, right? They were like, yeah. I said, you know why I kicked his ass yesterday? They were like, no, why? I said, cause he fucked with my little brother. I said, you, you keep your brother. Now my little brother's gonna. Yeah, well, my little brother he couldn't fight. No, my little brother couldn't fight. So I told, I said, man, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I remember the whole time beating. I said, see, look, no brass knuckles, no brass knuckles. I beat his ass. So I told. So I, I remember <laughs> you're holding the back of his head. Look, no brass knuckles. Beat, and, they, they they, and they didn't jump me. I thought they was gonna jump me. That's pretty cool. But I told him like, listen, if he if if he don't fuck with my little brother no more, I never have a problem with him. And that guy, he never fucked. He never fucked with us again. But that's that's what the start because it, they had a big crowd of people around because it, it was a big van. And the side door opened, and it was like four four of the guys, and then he jumped out, and they was all watching. And it, it had a big crowd there. And that's like one of the first bullies that uh, that I and, and, well, I, I heard him pretty bad. Kind of like that wrestler. I was like, did that guy die? The one you slammed? Oh, <laughs> like you, were, no. you, were, you were like, I love slamming people forever. I had to watch that video over and over again because I was like, yeah, that was. there's no surviving that. 
No, no, that that's that was freestyle. You know, freestyle wrestling. You know the difference between collegiate and freestyle. Okay, collegiate is what you do in in school, in high school and stuff, right? Yeah. And you could do it in college, but in the summertime, they had a league called freestyle, and I love freestyle because you can slam and collegiate. In slamming, you had to go to your knees first before you slam them. You can slam, but you had to go to your knees first. Huh. But freestyle, you get more points for how however how the slam is, right? So that guy. He shot in on me, and that's what I used to do. I used to stand up. I used to let people shoot double legs on me, and I would tuck their head, and I would whip them up, and I would power bomb them. But in Khaleesi, I had to go to my knees first. Uh. But that was my first time wrestling freestyle. And they said, you don't got to go to your knees here. So I was always good at flipping them and landing them on their back. He landed on his head. He did land. If you watch it close, he was going down on his head because he was wiggling in the air a little bit. So I couldn't control him. They're good, but but I know it got scary. But I did land. I landed him. I landed him on his back flat. But it was it was going bad for because if you watch, I picked him up different than what I normally pick everybody. Else. Normally I get people around their waist. I can control him better. But him, I picked him up by his chest, up closer to his head, and he was he was wiggling. So I didn't have that much control. But then I I had to move. While I whip him out and I and I lay him on on the back. I know it looked bad. Especially today with all these soft ass people, I got so many people complaining like, "Oh, you try to kill the guy, man." The people need to shut the fuck up because I ain't soft like y'all. I'm sorry, I ain't soft like y'all. I grew up in in a different time, in a different place. I ain't soft like y'all. So y'all can be soft all y'all want, and y'all just don't know that's the fucking plan for y'all to be soft ass pussies. And I'm not like y'all. So you guys come on my Instagram and 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 get mad at me because somebody sent me a video uh, of a a boy flipping a donkey. You know, and get mad Call at me. Him. Like, that's a third world country. This guy playing with his pet donkey. I don't get mad at people play with their pet donkey. I used to play with my dog like that. Not animal abuse. And me slamming people. And people got mad at me about that. But no, it, it, it's freestyle. And people like, oh, you got disqualified. No, I didn't. But the problem was that freestyle has never seen that move before. No one has done it. So, so the ref said five points in a pen. The match was over. He gave me five points and I won the match, right? Now it's changed. No, no, no. His coach, his coach threw a hissy fit right then and there. I'm like, whoa, what's that? Blah, blah, blah. That move should be illegal. Blah, blah, blah. And the ref was like, that's not illegal. And I'm wrestling in Tennessee. So they, um, the good old boys did a little talk and then they, they took the five points away because they had already put the five points on my, on my board and his pen was over. Referee call. This guy changed the referee call and they ended up putting me down on the ground like, um, like a penalty. And I and and the match went on. I ended up winning the the match on points, but that was a perfectly legal move. Yeah. And the ref, I never forget it. It's my first time wrestling freestyle. The 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 um, referee said five points in the pin. They oh, never oh, they never like seen the move. Terrible. And my 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 high school wrestling coach, the one who taught me how to wrestle, he saw that and he was so mad at me. He chewed me out big time. Because of the danger? Yeah, because of the danger. Because uh, he the one who taught me how to slam people to go to my knees and stuff. This guy, you know, um, this guy, his name was Peter Bojo. He changed my life. Because I was 17 when I started wrestling. And, you know, I I come from that, remember that part of Memphis I told you? Alcy, where I was fighting the bullies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to a different part of Memphis. And um, and I I started wrestling because I wanted to do freestyle. I mean, um, pro wrestling. And anyway, this guy, he let me on the wrestling team. I was old as fuck. I was 17 years old in ninth grade, bro, when I changed my life around. 
seventeen years old in ninth grade, and uh, so I started wrestling. And I, you know, I used to always have like, I still do. I have the worst temper on the planet. That's why I always got to be nice. I always got to joke around. I always got to be laughing. Just keep, you know, even killed. Yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm. I think I'm one of the nicest people ever. But, but if I lose my temper, it's, it's bad. It's embarrassing. And, and and the last time I lost my temper was everybody seen it on on the Ultimate Fighter was that door and that's why I'm, I'm a, that's why I'm embarrassed about it I don't I don't really I don't really like talk I don't like showing it on my Instagram I don't really like it because it's embarrassing for me and um but this guy Coach Bojo he was the only guy. I used to lose my temper in the wrestling room or whatever and he just put his hands on me like this and calm me down it's the only person is he still around No he he passed away um a couple of years ago. He passed away, but that guy, that guy, he changed my life. He passed away right before I, I fought um, King Mo in in Memphis, in Mississippi. He passed away like a week or so before that fight. It was, it was hard. Yeah, yeah. But that, but I found that that video that slam, and I so I I, I posted it before, but it was like Throwback Thursday or something. So I was like, oh, I missed this. That donkey slam was so. You got in trouble for that. Well, that some people, yeah, yeah. So me and Congo, we got this yeah. IG war. So <laughs> it's he, hilarious. yeah. So we go back and forth, and make fun of each other. I already got banned for people thought I was racist and bullying Congo, and they don't. They obviously haven't seen his page because he gets he, he he fat shames me. It's bad. <laughs> he gets me with the funniest stuff. So I African shame him. Yeah, because he's 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 African, which ain't nothing wrong with that. He's from he's African, but from France. So if it's something fun about African people or French people, that's what I got. I go I go to him. So so he comes back at me with crazy stuff. And so he sent me something about he was you know how he says like it's me slamming the donkey when I was a kid and something. And people got people got mad. Said all oh, this animal abuse and that. Like that's a third world country. This guy's you're like I, this wasn't me slamming it yeah. in the first place. It's some guy playing with his pet donkey. Like, you know what I'm saying? He did go hard on that thing, He though. did go hard on that donkey. That was kind of sad. He slammed the shit out of that donkey. <laughs> but he didn't hurt that donkey, though. I mean, it's probably happened many times. Yeah, man. You, if, if I, I'm telling you something. I'm be real. If I had a, a pet donkey, I would play with him. I would play with my pet donkey. If you had a pet donkey, you wouldn't be tripping them and stuff like that. I'd be practicing whatever jujitsu I learned earlier. Yeah, come on, man. You, you treat you, you treat you treat the animal good and stuff like that. He's not beat. That's not beating. An, okay, if I understand, if somebody's beating the animal. I don't fuck with him. I don't like that for sure. I love I love animals, except for sharks. Yeah, Gizmo or yeah, that's my that's yeah. my that's my best friend right there, Gizmo. I love all animals except for sharks. Dude, I didn't mean to. I feel like I just poked it. I said Gizmo, and something changed in your eyes. Like, my, I, I was like, whoa, whoa, I love, I love Gizmo. I'm, I'm not talking you, trash. No, don't talk trash about no, Gizmo. No, heck no. I'm telling you something. Gizmo is my best friend. I love it. He, he, he's uh, been through some tough times with you. Me and him been through some tough times. You know, I, I, uh, I never thought that I would have like a little dog. I always hated little dogs, but I got stuck with him. And and he, now he's my best friend. Man, him hang out and we kick it. I'm the same way. I was not a dog person. I was just like, how could people have like, you know, I have five kids. And so it's kind of like, why would you ever have like that type of relationship with an animal? I get this Australian golden doodle for my kids. It's like the most not manly dog ever. It's, it's, it's a bigger dog, but it's not like a manly dog by any means. Dude's got a place in my heart now. Hey, he more, he's more manly than Gizmo. Well, <laughs> people make fun of me for having this little bit of that dog. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I do feel some type of way when I have to walk him, 
And you know, I get you know, I gave him the lime green mohawk. That's that's oh, like my, yeah. that's my favorite. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I just can see you walking him. I wasn't expecting you to say that that's what you do. I apologize. I apologize. He's my dog. I would not walk. I I just can't see the need for a small dog to like walk more than around a house. But it's that so it shows they, you're a good owner. They they need walking sometimes. They need to exercise. Totally. I he loves going outside. But you know, but but sometimes I get stared at by people. They look at my big black ass <laughs> like this. Even like I live in like uh, right now where my training house is, like in the Asian community, and Asian people be looking at me like. This black motherfucker doing this little bad dog, and and is this like a reality show? Like, what is he walking around with this little dog? Like, do you have it on a leash? Yeah, I have him on a leash. Like, he, I could walk him without a leash, but he's an asshole when he see other dogs, so he thinks he's tough, so he goes after them. So I, I just had to put him put him on a leash. I would rather walk without a leash, but you know, it's leash laws and stuff. He he um. He he got he got he's he's called trouble before you know I before Gizmo I had two big massives, and they passed away uh, recently. But um, see that's the dogs I can see. Yeah, I had like big. I had a Dronicus Mastiff. He was like a rare breed, big dog, all muscle, right? He well, he wasn't that big. He looked like a, he looked like a giant pit bull, but he's not oh, a pit. Boy. Yeah, and uh, Gizmo, uh, they was walking. My coach was um, walking, and my son was with him. And Gizmo. Went after this other dog, and this dog tried to fight him. And the older guy was holding the other dog, and and my my big dog was protecting Gizmo, and and the old guy fell down and cracked his face open and stuff like that. Cause of Gizmo starting shit with his dog, and 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 my big dog he ain't letting nobody fuck with Gizmo, so I ended up having to pay for this guy's medical bills and all oh, this stuff. Oh no! So we gotta keep Gizmo on the leash. He he's he's an asshole. Like I take him to the gym sometime when I spar. If people hit me, oh, he's coming out there. He'll, he'll fuck your ankles up. He will fuck your ankles up. Gizmo is my road dog. But I got stuck with him. You, yeah, I never told you so. No. All right. So my daughter always wanted a puppy. My daughter's birthday is right after Christmas. So we got her a puppy on her ninth, on, 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 for, her, for Christmas when she was nine years old. And on her ninth birthday, her puppy died. Her mom got her like one of those like multi pools or something off Craigslist, and her mom called me like, "Uh, what should I do? Uh, Nana, puppy died today, and I was already at the mall like shopping to get her something for her birthday because I was going over to see her. She, they, we go all out for their birthdays. They good kids, straight A students. I was hey. throwing them parties and stuff like that. So I was like, listen, do not tell my daughter her puppy died on her birthday. Aww. And she said, why? What you gonna do? And my dumbass told her my plan. My plan was to go get a puppy. And and go and see my daughter because I know kids. I know kids. I have a bunch of kids. I I learned my kids. I know my kids. And me and my daughter, we always compete. I said, "This is what I'm going to do. I I'm gonna bring her the puppy, show her the puppy, and like, look, look what I got. No, no, I got a, a puppy that's cuter than yours." And she was going to be like, "Oh, my puppy's in the hospital." So I was going to say, "You know what? Since your puppy in the hospital, I got to go home and puppy proof my house. Just just watch Gizmo for me, and I come back and get him in a couple of days." When I finished puppy, puppy proofing my house, and then she was going to have Gizmo get used to him in a couple of days, and then um, you know, then you in a couple of days, then you can break the news, tell her her puppy died, and she already got Gizmo. It's gonna, it's not gonna be on her birthday. She won't, she's gonna cry and everything, but it won't mess up her birthday. And then her mom said, "No, she's not gonna be ready for that." I was like, "Listen, that's the best way to." to that's a great way. That's a great. I said that's the best way. Then I, I, I did it anyway. 
I went and got the puppy. She told me, no, don't do that. She didn't want me to save the day. So I get there and I and I do the whole thing. And then my daughter at nine years old said, I'm not ready for a new dog. Then I knew right, right there her mama cock blocked me. I think that was a much better idea that your wife cock blocked you on. So my ex. That's what I meant. You, you get it right. I'm so sorry. Don't be blown on my spot. No. You have all my 50,000 girlfriends. <laughs> I can't afford fifty thousand no. girlfriends. I was like, you treat your your ladies good. Fifty thousand—that's expensive. No, I couldn't afford fifty thousand girlfriends. But I got my dog same way. Kids want a dog so bad. Blah 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 blah. I get one, and I'm the one that ends up being like the. But I love them so. What your your kids? They pressure you into getting the dog. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm allergic. Now I'm not because uh-huh. it's been enough time. But I was like, we're not getting a dog. I don't want to be miserable in my own house and blah, 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 blah. So finally, I, I'm i the one that brings home the dog to be the hero. And all of a sudden, well, it's not really the dog that we wanted. It was, we wanted this little, so being the hero now turned out to where it's like my dog. <laughs> and yeah. why, why, you didn't, why you didn't take the kids in so they can choose? I should have. I should have. I thought it was going to be super cool because I came back from Florida. I flew him all the way back from Florida. It's just this surprise. Super surprise. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. But, but you know, that's why I normally go like you want to give in and get your kids a dog. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to take care of them. Then you end up taking care of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess they really do take good care of them, but it's like very obvious that I am your, the one that needs to take care of them. It's your, he's, it, yeah. It's your dog. Uh, yeah, and it's cute. I like it. Yeah. I never thought I would be that guy, but I am. So, um, dude, I know you have to fly out soon. Like I said, this was a very impromptu podcast because you surprised me with an amazing thing that you guys are going to see very soon. So, um, stay tuned for that. But I'll let you catch your your airplane out of here because I'm excited for what you're about to do. Oh, uh, thank you. I want to blow up the UFL because I really believe in you and what you're doing, brother. Dude, that means more than you know. Goosebumps, guys. Hope everybody's uh. Everybody's ready for disruption, not only in the MMA world, but the energy drink world. Mental health is a big thing, so let's tackle it all together, and we'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) Peace (laughs) out.